All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Ace and Trade Club. I am the Trade Club, Joseph Williams. I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, I know the people missed us. Yeah, man. After a little week break, we took a break. I had to go out of town, do some Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity duties. Yo. But we are back. We had a lot of things happen. There's a lot of things going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So we got to yeah. get into the news at hand, my boy. Hey, man, it's, it's a fun time of year. It's draft time, NBA playoffs, man. It's one of the best times of year for sports. Hey, one of a great time. But, Jamal, now that you just said it's draft time, we do got to get into some of this free agency news. And like I said yeah. in the last episode, I was like, I hope the NFL don't do nothing while we gone. And look what happened. And look what happened. Them boys is out here doing stuff. Yeah. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, of course, is the Odell Beckham Jr. saga is finally over. He finally picked a team. Finally, man. So if you don't know out there, Odell Beckham Jr., no, he's not a cowboy. No, he's not a giant. He is a Baltimore Raven. Yeah. So, Jamal, what are your thoughts on him going to the Ravens? I mean, initially, I was excited. I'm not not even going to lie to you. But when I saw the numbers, I, I'm i just – he's overpaid, man. I, was it 15, 18 million guaranteed? For yeah, somebody, just for one year? Yeah, for somebody coming off of ACL who we ain't seen play. Two yet. ACLs at that. Two AC, right. And so I'm just thinking, like, Baltimore was desperate, but, hey <laughs> – <laughs> you get it how you live, I guess. But hopefully it brings Lamar back. Uh, I hope it's a good situation. I, I wish him the best, but I think he was overpaid. I'm going to have to agree with you on that because I'm like, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, you get Odell Beckham Jr., yes, but your wide receiving crew didn't get any better, in my opinion. It, it didn't move the needle. Not at all to me. Like, you adding Odell, I don't think is going to get you past Kansas City. No way. It's not getting you past Cincinnati. Nope. It's not getting you Buffalo. past Miami, Buffalo. Yeah. It's a lot of teams just you're not going to get past at this yeah. point now. Jacksonville on the come up, Tennessee still learning. Not about Jacksonville, yeah. Chargers. I'm like, come on. Like, that's not moving the needle for, at all. Then on top of that, Jamal, I was looking at some of these receivers. Now, I had a Ravens fan argue with me about, like, I was mad that the Cowboys didn't get Odell Beckham Jr. I was like, I can't be mad if we have Brandon Cooks. I can't be mad. Yeah, I mean, it's the same player. Well, Brandon Cooks is proven. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say he's the same player as Odell. But I'm, I'm going to say what we know, we've seen Brandon Cooks more recently. I, I'll say that. And, and we know what he can do. Exactly. So, so my counter argument was, because he thought Rich, uh, Bateman – Rashad Bateman was going to be like the best receiver. Now I'm looking yes. at Rashad Bateman's stats. Now he has seven games, 15 mm-hmm. catches on 28 targets for 285 yards. That's it. Now That's it. Cause he got injured. Okay. Now his counterpart who got injured as well in Deshaun Jackson, seven games. So they had played the exact same amount of games. Yeah. Nine catches, 17 yards, and 150 all right, nine catches, 17 targets, and 153 yeah. yards. So you're telling me your best receiver, quote unquote, your best receiver has barely 150 yards more than Deshaun Jackson. 
So Odell's stepping in into a number one role. That, that, that's ba- what they're thinking. Basically, at this point, Odell gonna be their number one receiver. They it's like this fan put so much on Rashad Bateman. When I and then when I go look at his stats, he only has barely 150 more yards than that's Deshaun nothing. Jackson in yeah. the same amount of games. And and that's what they're banking on. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, man, y'all got to do something. But Jamal, as we talking about Odell, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Will Lamar ja- do you think Lamar Jackson is going to be the one throwing him the ball? Like we don't even know if he's even gonna be there at this point. And Odell signed with them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't see Odell signing there without him, without him knowing something that look about Lamar. Cause mm-hmm. if if he goes there and Lamar's not there, he just straight up went there for the money. So I feel like Odell being there will convince Lamar to come back a little bit more, but they gotta get that brother the bag. That's what it all comes down to, man. Yeah, and as we're going to talk about bags, of course, because we got two people that got some bags. But Yes, sir. I mean, you really have to hope Lamar Jackson is going to be there and not he, – because he could potentially hold out at this point oh, yeah. now. Forgot about that. So you have to hope Lamar Jackson is there because if you have Tyler Huntley throwing you the ball, it's a completely different than Lamar Jackson throwing you the ball. Yeah, but the NFL make it so hard to hold out. Like at the same time, if he hold out, he's losing money at that point. I mean, so, yeah, but when you when you in need of a bag and you deserve a bag, I hear you. Hey, it is what it is. But Jamal, on other signings, we have Allen Robinson going to the Steelers, who I yeah. hope can get back into that dog form. You think he, he can get my, back to that? I hope so, because I mean, with the Rams, I'm sorry. If your he name ain't Cooper Cup, you was not getting the ball. Oh, nah. Cooper Cup was getting all the targets. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your name was not Cooper Cup on the Rams, you was not getting the ball. Yeah. It's just, just going to happen. Now, I don't want y'all to disrespect Allen Robinson, though, just because of this one little down season in, in L.A. Because we all know Allen Robinson in Chicago. Hey, he was on to something. He was a little different. He was up, he was up there on to something, bro. He was yeah. a little different. But I don't know. You don't think he lost a step? It looked like he lost a step. I'm not even going to lie to you, Joe. I don't think. I just think it's just a matter of Cooper Cup. The Rams are bad. Matthew Stafford, not very good. It's just a lot of things that go into that. And then, of course, when when you're only being targeted maybe five times a game. It's hard to get into a rhythm. Yeah, that don't really help you in the long run because Mm – we are, I mean, just like we said, we all know Cooper Cup is the he's the man. Super Bowl yeah. MVP, triple crown. Deservedly so. We we all know Cooper Cup is the man over there. But like I said, if your name ain't Cooper Cup, you most likely ain't gonna get the ball, unfortunately. Right. So I just don't want Allen Robinson to get no disrespect, especially when you go on the long side, Deontay Johnson and oh, George yeah. Pickens. Oh, yeah. And then you got Kenny Pickett on the right, man. Yeah, and Pittsburgh is a way better organization than the Rams. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, that's for sure. That's a fact. Yeah. So we're going to see how that one turned out. But, Jamal, now the biggest signing mm-hmm. of the week, we had Jalen Hurts getting a bag, a hey, big old we, bag. You know we love to see the, the brothers get paid at the QB position. Getting paid QB, QB1 for a long, long time. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going back to the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. 
for $255 million on five years. $179.3 million guaranteed. Guaranteed, man. And on top of that, that made him the highest paid player in NFL history. Man, you know what that made me think about? What's that? <laughs> what What is your boy? What, what kind of contract your boy going to command? Rain, Rain Dakota. <laughs> oh. See, now, Jamal, that's gonna, that was going to go into my next question. Because I was going to ask you, do you think Jalen Hurts is deserving of $200 million? No doubt. Oh, it deserve it. Yes, he deserves it, man. The man took his team to a, to a Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl runner-up. And they had a historic, historically great season. So deserve, yeah. Am I am I a fan of the Eagles? Do I like to see him playing good with them? No, but he deserves his bag. Yeah. See, my thing was, I was like, you know what? I don't know if he actually deserves it because when AJ Brown got there, that's when the difference maker came. True. I feel like AJ Brown more of a difference maker to that team than Jalen Hurts would. Then yeah. I was questioning, okay, is he really worth a hundred million? Then I had to step back and question, well, is Dak worth a hundred million? Because <laughs> if Jalen Hurts takes the Eagles to the Super Bowl, MVP runner up, Super Bowl runner up, MVP runner up too, I forgot that. And basically is a catalyst for how successful their team is. Right. Then Dak, turnover machine, can't get past the second round, got all the weapons in the world and doesn't know how to use them. Then I had, so I had to look at myself and think back to, you know what? We have Dakota Prescott. We have Dak Prescott and they have Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So I didn't want to hate on him, but then I had to, I wanted to hate on him, but then I had to come to a realization of who my quarterback was. Yeah, man. I mean, if we want to do an honest comparison, is Jalen Hurts that much better than Dak? Because if you put Dak in that same Eagles offense, mm-hmm. all right, would the, would the Eagles go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. That's that's an argument everybody has because we're anytime when it comes to Cowboys play calling, how bad a defense is, it's like you it's like okay, if you put Dak in Kansas City, is Dak gonna be successful? If you put Dak in Philly now, is he gonna be successful? It's a it's a question of we always do that. I feel like as Cowboys fans, especially myself, yeah, that we try to make an excuse for Dak Prescott to be good <laughs> and then he just completely fails on us. But okay, to rebutter that I feel like if you put Jalen Hurts in uh in the Cowboys offense, I don't I don't think the Cowboys are a playoff team. Mm. Really. I don't, I don't think so. I think Dak is more talent, talented than Hurts. That that system that the Eagles created catered for him is so mm. perfect, and that's what that's what causes them to succeed. And the players around him, obviously, they got a they had a great team last year. Yeah. So I mean, I their offensive line is better than ours, of course. The best in the league, yeah. But our offensive line ain't slouches either. It's not. So comparing the teams, our defense is better. Yeah. Okay. I get that. You have a number one receiver, C.D. Lamb is there. There, he got better weapons. I give him the Eagles have better weapons. The Eagles have better weapons at receiver. I feel like Tony Pollard. I felt like was better than Miles Sanders. Tight end, tight like ends better. 
Schultz, Ferguson, Hendershot, I feel is better than just Dallas Goddard and whoever else is the backup in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I mean, is it going to be – I don't know if it, it could just say that the Eagles would be better with that or the Cowboys would be worse with Jalen Hurts. I see what you're saying. Cause, cause now, that, now that we're going through the weapons, it they both had two great teams. I, now that I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting It's interesting just more so – one person with a certain amount of weapons was much smarter than the other person with the same amount of weapons. Coaching, too. Coaching does it. take a part, too, because Jalen Hurts didn't have Kellen Moore either. Yeah. Which is a liability. And then I'm like, if Cooper Rush can be thrown in the offense and be successful, I mean, a lot of it was defense as well, but Cooper Rush did hand us five straight wins. That's a good point. So I mean, I you could you, you could throw a lot of people in the systems and make it good work. Point. Like San Francisco, they throw all their quarterbacks in there. It's just the next person up. That's a good point. You know what I I know I know we run out of time, but you know what I've seen about San Francisco? What's that? Which would, would you trade Trey Lance for uh Kirk Cousins? I feel like that would take Frisco over the top, if I'm being honest with you. Would I trade Trey Lance for Kirk Cousins? Because because you know Trey Lance is on is on the block, and right? I, so you I, have so you have Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, and Sam Darnold all on the same team. But with with Kirk being a starter, I, with Kirk with being Kirk a Cousins being a starter, and <laughs> in, in that Kyle Shanahan system where he's not asked to do much, he's not asked to do much now. See, I think I probably would do it now that they – I mean, having Christian McCaffrey – It's a game-changing. It's just absolutely game-changing regardless. Then Debo Samuel, George Brandon IU, a top two defense. Great offensive line. Great, great offensive line. Like, just a great overall – I if it was me and Kirk Cousins didn't have to do that much – and you know Trey Lance hasn't had a f- healthy season since I don't know when. He didn't have a healthy season in college. So I, I, don't know I didn't how know nothing about the, him in college. I didn't know how he got the third overall pick if you haven't even stayed healthy in college. <laughs> a veteran like Kirk Cousins, I I might do it. I would do it. Yeah, that's the rumor, man. That's, that's just the rumor I saw. So I was like, hey, that, that's another dangerous team we got to watch out for. Yeah, and I mean, especially if Brock Purdy has to get well, he got Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So then now you're down to Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. Sam I might, Darnold, I cannot stand Sam Darnold. Overrated. Yeah, overrated to me too. But we are running out of time here. But we'll come back to this in the next segment. So make sure to come back, tune in to the Ace and Trey Club on the BGC Sports Network. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Ace and Trade Club. I am the Trade Club, Joshua Williams. And I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, where can the people find you at, whether you're doing your sports takes, just talking sports, talking about your life, where can the people find you at? Yeah, man, y'all can find me on Twitter at JMB214 underscore. That's JMB214 underscore. Yes, sir. And you guys can for sure follow me as well on Twitter at J-O-S-E-P-H-F-E-R underscore 24 and also make sure to follow 
our podcast is this show in podcast form we're trying to get more listens trying to promote it more yeah so make sure you guys go out there run up those likes subscriptions listens all that it's on apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast from so make sure to go tap in and check us out on podcast form if you want to hear our old episodes this episode coming out so yes sir please go run that up for us we appreciate that yes sir do that now jamal we were talking about as we left off before we move on we were talking about this san francisco and how they would the trade rumor of trey lance versus Kirk cousins and my final thought on it is, is if you can get a veteran quarterback such as Kirk Cousins, who can lead a team decently, I think he could lead a team decently. Yeah, he can get you to the playoffs. He can get you there and possibly even pass, I mean, possibly pass the Cowboys as well, because we know the Cowboys, they issue second round is possible. Now, mm-hmm. do I think Kirk Cousins is going to get you to a Super Bowl? I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. We're not asking Kurt to get you to the Super Bowl. It's the the team. I think he could I think he could drive. I mean, place. if you're gonna get there, you might as well get to the Super Bowl. I mean, or at least attempt to. I mean, you need Kirk so Cousins true. to play at a at one of his highest levels because true. conference championships to get to the Super Bowl, everybody gonna be at that highest level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean at that moment, you're gonna have to ask Kirk Cousins to be he gotta a make top. a play. Make some plays. Top five quarterback. Top five? You're going to have to ask him to be that, especially in an in NFC championship. You're going to have to ask him to, to be one of the smartest QBs, make the best plays. Uh, yeah, like, I agree. He's going to have to make some plays, but I don't think he got to be top five. Not on, I mean, not I, top five regular season, but like in that moment, yeah, he yeah, needs to you. play like a top five quarterback is what I'm saying. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, because I mean, like you have Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to ask him to do nothing. So, Jalen Hurts, you didn't have to ask him to do nothing last season. Yeah. They knew what the they knew what the, the deal was. Yeah, they was gonna go out there and be great at the end of the day, yeah. especially in conference championships. So that's all I'm saying. But Jamal, as we move on, like you said earlier, it is playoff time. I love it, man. I love it. For the NBA, and I know Seth is going to be waiting to hear this, going to be dying to wait to hear this part. But, Jamal, first, before we get into the actual action of the playoffs, what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? Like, how has it been for you? Honestly, man, I just I got one takeaway. Because, as you know, Sacramento Kings, they, they, they don't get much pub here in Texas. Like, I, I can honestly say I've probably only seen them play maybe once <laughs> throughout the regular season. And to see them boys in the playoffs actually showing up and hooping, hey, Sacramento got some nice. And uh, Mike Brown, very well-deserved coach of the year. So the De- Darren Fox has arrived. I- I'll say mm-hmm. that. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, man, Kawhi Leonard getting hurt. That That is big. I, I really don't like that because they were giving the Suns a run for their money. And that and with him hurt or out, both. Both of their stars, Paul George and Kawhi being out, that series is is done for. But an exciting an exciting playoff so far. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna say the biggest thing, Sacramento. I think they're about to put the Warriors out of this thing. Is what it's looking like. I had Sacramento in about five to six games, but I, it could possibly be. Are you getting your broom? That sleeping mode. It could be possibly some brooms coming out. In your broom out. Because <laughs> I mean, with Draymond out suspended, which we're gonna get into, of course. Yeah. 
That's a lot of def- that's a lot of defense you missing against yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, and that, that's what they need because Sacramento is an offensive machine. I did not know that, man. Exactly. But on top of that, my Lakers, we won one in the series. Somebody got to tighten up. AD had one of the worst games possible. D'Angelo Russell has been awful the first two games. I'm gonna need somebody to step it up. It can't you can't just rely on 38-year-old LeBron James. Rui Hajimura, absolute perfect games. Austin Reeves, absolute perfect games. <laughs> yes, I can't, sir. You can't, you can't ask for more from Rui Hajimura and Austin Reeves. Everybody Austin, else got to step up on, on top of them. Austin Reeves is my guy. <laughs> hey, Austin Reeves been, is a dog, bro. Austin Reeves is a all dog. Year? I, he about to get the bag, bro, and I'm so happy. I'm gonna be so happy for him. He about to get the bag, bro. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's well deserved of a bag. Yeah. How you feel about uh, Dylan Brooks poking the bag? How you oh, feel man. about that? See now, Jamal. I seen somebody tweet: Youngins wouldn't talk to Kobe or Michael Jordan like this. Like basically saying, young young players don't disrespect. LeBron, like they don't disrespect Kobe or Michael Jordan like they disrespect LeBron James. Yeah, that, that whole they don't they don't fear LeBron they don't fear LeBron argument. Yeah, exactly. Then one of my friends pointed out he's he's about twenty seven, going on twenty eight years old. Okay. So I was like, you know what, Dylan Brooks got about six six more seasons possibly in the NBA, if that. Okay. <laughs> so then when I look at it, Dylan Brooks could have the same career as Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I mean, they, they play similar games. They play hard and spot up exactly. and shit. So, my thing with Patrick Beverly is, you know, it's real easy to talk behind James Harden and Dwight first. True. Then Kawhi and Paul George. Good point. Great point. Then LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Then now, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. It's, hard, it's, a, it's easy to talk behind two superstars. Yeah. And had them cash your check for you right. while you shooting 0 for 5. He cannot shoot. He can't shoot. So, Dylan Brooks, it's easy for Dylan Brooks to talk behind Jaron Jackson, defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson, all star Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Then all star Ja Morant. It's easy to talk behind two all stars that's cashing your checks for you. Desmond Bain, he's not even the third best player on that team. Exactly. Xavier Tillerman was doing better than him the last game. Yeah. Luke Kennard better than him, and he off the bench. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 so many people better than Dylan Brooks on their team right now that it's easy for him to cash a check. So maybe that's just his role. His role is just to is just to get under LeBron's skin. Just, oh, yeah. Just, that's just it. To... That's all it is. That's why I said he could have a same possibility of having the same career as Patrick Beverly. Because it's easy to cash checks when you're not contributing. Right. And I just don't feel like he contributes nothing but besides talking. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. But Jamal, outside of that, your boy Jalen Brunson, man, <laughs> I just know Mavs fans is sick to their stomach watching this man is a straight up dog. I wouldn't I had, say I had sick. To give it to him. I, I wouldn't say sick, but I mean. At the same time, I'm happy for him because I mean we knew this. We knew Jalen, we knew JB was a dog in the playoffs. When the playoffs come around, Br- Jalen Brunson show up. He's a big time player. So yeah, we would want to ha- still have him on our squad. That's undeniable. But we I, I wish him the best personally. I, I hope he continue to have a great career in New York because that man is a bucket. Exactly. That man is a dog. And then my last point about the fi- about the playoffs, 
like you said, Jamal, Kawhi getting hurt is 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 something different. Because I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way this man could take a whole season off. Basically, <laughs> the see. the most low management games yeah. out of anybody. Yeah. Then come out here, lock up Devin Booker, lock up CP3, lock up Kevin Durant, and play like an absolute robot and just win games in the playoffs. Like in the in the the where the where it matters most. That man's a terminator. He comes out and plays like an absolute robot, like no emotion, just straight buckets. That's his new nickname for me, the Terminator. Bro, it has to be. It's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense how somebody is just playoff ready like that. I mean, I get, I get you having the most rest, but yeah. I would feel like you would still need some game time, get acclimated. Your like he go out there and just like that and flip of the switch, yeah. and he playoff robot activated mode type of thing. The, the man is not human, bro. Uh, and the one thing about Kawhi, people talk about him taking these games off. Kawhi don't care. Kawhi knows. No, he knows his body. He he not gonna play when he not healthy, and he know when he ready. So, hey, him sitting out game three, I'm I'm not gonna bash him because he if he play game four, he gonna be ready. Exactly, and I mean it's a possibility. Now I'm not saying it's a good possibility, but it is a possibility. The Clippers might win tonight because without Kawhi, the, Clipper, Clipper, the Clippers are deep. Regardless, they are. They got a lot of people on that team. They are, and you know another thing I saw about that. Uh, KD book, they've been playing 44 minutes a game these past two games, exactly. And it's just to beat Kawhi, yeah. And Russell Westbrook, they got to play 40 minutes, 44. So they they basically playing a whole game, and CP3 playing almost 40. So if, exactly. if this game goes six, if, if the Clippers can get them to six or seven games with them, them three playing 40 plus minutes, that yeah, the, the sun's exactly. not gonna they're not gonna last, exactly. So now you got the Clippers at home now, too. Yeah. Then, so that helped them too. So then they already took one from you at home. Now you got to play them at they at, in, in stable. Well, I call it staples, but in crypto. Yeah, crypto. It, it'll always be staples. So, yeah. So now you got, so I mean, man, LA going to be lit now that I'm thinking about it. And my parents going down LA this weekend. So really? they gonna, you had the Clippers and the Lakers in playoff atmosphere in LA. I'm like, man, I'm jealous. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it is going to be fun. Exactly. But Jamal, now we got to move on because I know Sid been waiting for us to talk about this part right here. Yeah. Now, in the other series, as we was talking about, Golden State is looking horrible against the Sacramento Kings. They just look like a retirement home. <laughs> if it wasn't for Curry, they probably wouldn't be in half these games. It just looked bad for them. You know what I think it is, Joe? What is that? Andrew Wiggins is, is a, can we agree that he's the second best player on that team? I think as of right now, I could agree, yeah. And I, I feel like him missing all that time and him not being in rhythm, that that's was really hurting him, hurting uh the Warriors. Cause he's he's the only, I ain't gonna say the only one, but he next to Steph and Jordan Poole, those are really their only three shot creators. And mm-hmm. and with and with Wiggins being not being right, I think that's what's hurting him the most. Yeah. And I think what also a lot of people don't realize is when we like we were talking about earlier in the year, Clay Thompson's defense has gotten terrible. But I'm saying Clay is not Clay anymore. I mean, I get like you had the ACL and everything, like, but it just don't even look like Clay even want to make lateral movements. Yeah, 
not really guarding the perimeter, falling asleep here and there. It's just, it's just bad. Like, this is not the same Clay Thompson from 2016, 2018, 29. It's not the same Clay Thompson out there with Curry. None, none of that, none of that uh game six Clay. That's that's gone. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked dead. Now I don't want to say it because it still is Clay Thompson. Nah, I, I I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go out on that limb. So you're going out on that limb. I'm gonna I ain't go gonna say it yet, but we're gonna we're gonna see. But Jamal, the biggest controversy about this series is Draymond Green stepping on the Montez Sabonis in the previous game. So what did you think about this here? I mean, honestly, man, I hear, I hear a lot of people going back and forth. He grabbed his leg. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, he grabbed his leg. Everybody saw it. But <laughs> that don't mean you got to stomp on my chest. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, you you could... You could give me a, a, a slight a slight nudge, but you all got to stomp on my chest. Come on now. Mm. So I feel like the suspension was warranted, obviously. Mm. And I, I think it's funny how Joe Dumars, who who's a who's a bad boy, is the yeah. uh is, is the president, whatever you can, he he hands out the discipline. So mm. I think that's funny. But yeah, he, he deserved he deserved a suspension. Yeah. See, now my takeaway from this is now if somebody grabbing my leg, I'm going to have a reaction. Maybe kick their leg, get their hands off of me, something. Because, like, why are you you grabbing my leg? Yeah. In the the, the NBA game, why are you doing that? Right. So I may kick you something, but that's going to be justified for probably a suspension as well. Right. Now, I would take that, but stomping on somebody is crazy. Come on, man. He jumping off that man. He hurt that man. Like you literally stomped on this man's ribs and pushed <laughs> off of him and had that man screaming on the floor and tried to act like the victim. That's what really got him suspended, acting a fool in that court. Exactly. You can't you can't go in the stands clapping at the fans when they boot like bro, go just go go on out about your day, take your flagrant or take your ejection, go to the locker room and get out of here, bro. You can't be making a scene on the court. With with the boss man there, the boss Adam Silver was in the building, exactly. and he acting like this. But Jamal, on the other hand, now Draymond step on me, he ain't walking away with no leg. Some, <laughs> so his leg, I'm I'm pulling that leg right back where it came. From. I'm doing something to that leg. You ain't just about to step on me, then walk away, walk away like it was nothing. But man, the the man Sabonis was hurt, like he couldn't move. <laughs> man, it my adrenaline, my adrenaline would have been high. It would have kicked in. It would have kicked in. I would have got up, and we worried about whatever else happened after that. <laughs> nah, yeah, you, you can't walk away after after jumping on my chest. Now, come on now. Exactly, but Jamal, uh, Jamal, now that you just pointed out that Joe Dumars uh, was basically the one that suspended him, and the reason that he said the suspension was justified was because of past history from Draymond Green. As it should uh, be. We seen this man kick people in the nuts. Poke people in the eye. Poking people in the eye. Tackling people. <laughs> cursing out refs here and there. Punching punching a teammate. Yeah. So do you think now the NBA will look at more recent history? Like if you it's basically feeling like almost like the police at this point, because they're gonna look at your record, like see what you do. Do you think that's gonna be um like more of a thing now to justify suspensions? I mean, in Draymond's case, it it has to be a thing because don't nobody got like like you said, like like police, don't nobody got the rap sheet <laughs> Draymond got. Yeah. So I I think I think they will look at priors, if you will. Mm. So yeah, I I I think they should. 
Yeah, see, I was feeling like, you know, it is justified. You stomp on somebody, that's automatic grounds for suspension, regardless of how you look at it. Regardless if he grabbed your leg, whatever the case may be. Like, you could have did, excuse me, you could have did anything else. Yeah. Besides stomp. Like, you could have, like I said, kicked his arm, kicked all the arms off of you. Do something else. Yeah. But you decided to go and stomp on him. Come on, man. So I do think now if your players like Grayson Allen, Draymond, yeah, players that quote unquote are dirty. I mean, looking at your previous records, oh Dylan Brooks you, in there too. Dylan Brooks too, yep. And then looking at what you've done to people, especially if you slip like Draymond Green has got to slide away with a lot because he didn't even get suspended when he kicked Stephen Adams twice. And his private yeah. areas. He kicked him twice. Neither yeah. once. And then kicked him straight in the private. And he didn't get suspended that entire series. And my thing is, he always act like he's the victim. Draymond, I don't know. He, he he comes off as arrogant. Obviously, I don't know the man. But he comes off as arrogant. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You have four rings. And as we're running out of time here, I'll just say my last piece. But mm-hmm. I get it. You have four rings. And whatever the case may be. Like, you've done enough. Like, you've been... Being part of the trio or quadruples because you, you had KD going to the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, you have a resume, yes, but at the same time, bro, it's not you don't need to be doing that, right? But we are running out of time here on the BGC Sports Network, so make sure to come in on our last segment. This is the Ace and Trade Club. We'll be right back, yes, sir. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Ace and Trey Club. I am the Trey Club, Joseph Williams. And I'm the Ace, Jamal Baker. And Jamal, as we got done with our NBA talk, the Draymond craziness, everything going on, we got to talk about it is draft season coming up. Yes, sir. Next week, I believe next Thursday, am I correct? Yeah, next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday on the 27th. Now, for y'all out there, fans of the BGC Sports Network, I just want to let y'all know a lot of people from the BGC Sports Network, including maybe the even the Ace and Trade Club, if we can make it out there. Yes, sir. We, everybody, a lot of people will be live from doing the draft coverage at TJ's Catfish and Wings. Come put so, a face to the name and the voice. Exactly. Faces to name. So if you guys want to meet anybody from the BGC Sports Network, want to meet the Ace and Trade Club, hey, come out to TJ's on Thursday. And we're going we're gonna to talk about all the draft. Uh, everything that's going on, who got picked, who going where, what we think about the people getting picked, you know, everything that go with the draft. Yeah. Because, like I said, it is draft season and we ready for it. Y'all, y'all will potentially get to see Joe cry if Bijan go to the to the Eagles. At <laughs> hey, let's hold off on that. Let's hold on. Let's hold off on that. <laughs> but Jamal, as we were saying, now, what players do you think are going to go in the top five picks here? Top- Top five, okay. I see, I see two quarterbacks going for sure. Uh, mm. that 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 being uh Bryce Young and, and CJ, mm. and uh I, I like Will Anderson in, in that top five. And my wild card, I'm gonna throw Jalen Carter in there. I I, I know people mm. got Jalen Carter slipping, but he is a top five talent. And and mm. you are in a, and if you need a, everybody, everybody needs an interior pass rush. So I I got mm. him going in top five as well. Right now, in my eyes, I believe CJ Stroud and Bryce Young going one and two. Right, I don't know where you, where you put them at. Regardless of where you put them at, they're going to be one and two. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I do like Will Anderson going third, but apparently there's supposed to be a trade. Andy's supposed to move up into third spot to trade with the Cardinals. Uh, Indianapolis? Yeah, to get a quarterback, which I don't understand what difference does it make to trade up to the third spot. But, I mean, I guess. Okay. So, if Andy trades up, I do believe... I don't want to. I really don't want to say Anthony Richardson. You're not sold on him yet. I'm not sold on him completely yet. I get he has the physicals and everything, but six four two forty four. Yeah, I mean, outside of physicals, I mean, what did he do at Florida? Nothing spectacular, if we've been honest. I mean, his last game. I was watching a podcast. His last game, he threw nine for twenty seven against Florida State. Ooh, and Florida State. Hasn't been good in years. Exactly. So that's not a good right. And I mean, he he was average in college to me. It's just it's just more physical aspect. Like when people was throwing, when people was getting hype off him throwing the ball at the roof. I'm like, what does that show you though? I mean, it, it shows he got a cannon. It shows he got a canyon, but a cannon. But why are why are we getting hype off him throwing the ball at the roof? I look at that. I'm like, okay, uh, the receiver down the field down there. Like <laughs> you're supposed to hit the receiver, not the roof. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I mean, yeah, it looked good because you can throw it all the way up to the roof, but like, come on, bro. We we in a pro day. Let's throw it to the receiver. Yeah. I, I guess he's just trying to show off his his well, not guess. He was just trying to show off his his strong arm. See, I, I saw somebody had a theory that he wasn't even like he just made a mistake and then just played it off like he meant to do that. What what did he do? Like when he threw the ball at the roof, like he oh. like he accidentally just threw the ball at the roof. Oh, come on now. And then he tried to play it off like he like he meant to do that type of thing. Uh but you know, I think my wild card now, this quarterback was supposed to be a first round pick. And I think you know who I'm gonna say. I, I know who you're gonna say. I do. But before he got injured, Heisman trophy, probably the winner before he got injured. He was a straight dog. But my wild card going in top five, if possible, because Tennessee talking about they might move up as well. Ooh, I, I like them in Tennessee. But Hendon Hooker in the top five is going to be my wild card. I could see it. Top five? Is I can see. It I mean, I feel like. Though? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was asking you, you believe he's a top five talent, though? I believe so. I mean, like we said, Heisman candidate before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Now, unless unless you're really looking at the injury, then yeah, maybe he might slip. Mm-hmm. But he is clearly a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Oh paper. yeah, without a doubt. Deep deep ball accuracy, has arm strength, and and has just accuracy on top of that. Just, every, right. just everywhere on the field. I'm gonna take it a step further, Joe. At at, at his healthiest, at his peak, I think he's better than CJ. Mm. I'm gonna say that. I'm, I'm gonna go out on that limb too. Mm. <laughs> what I saw from Hendon Hooker, man, he he's next level at, at, he when he's healthy. So yeah, I can see. I mean, outside. I mean, just outside of being, he's not. I mean, he's not six four two whatever the right. case may be, but just arm talent alone got which it. is going to be the reason why you need a a quarterback in the top five. I don't it. care about physicals. I don't care about none of that because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks with physicals, like like Zach Wilson. I mean, we saw him. I mean, not 
strength and build wise, but arm talent, I guess, is kind of the counter argument there. Mm-hmm. But Zach Wilson, you could he could throw a ball sixty yards, running to his right, running the complete opposite off his off his body, running to the right, can throw the ball sixty yards. That's what a lot of people look. But Hendon Hooker can throw with accuracy at every part of the field, whether that be short, medium, deep, with pinpoint accuracy, especially deep ball. <laughs> so you get them on a team with some speed weapon. Like if you could you imagine if Miami had the team they had and was looking for a quarterback right now? Man, let me tell you, he will fit in perfect with that team. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this: if if he's there at 58 and you're the Cowboys. <laughs> Would you would you think about taking him? Would you would you think? Cause that that got a contract coming up. He he, he can sit a couple years, get healthy, get Ooh. right. Hey, I, I'm just throwing it out there. See if he there in the second round, which I don't think he will be, but it's a possibility if he is there. A, a lot of people have him as a second round grade, though. It, I it, might, it might be a strong possibility. I might be looking at him because we don't know what that contract gonna be next, especially. If he don't get nothing done, we don't yeah. know what this next contract gonna look like. But like I said, that may be wishful thinking because ain't no way Tennessee passes on him twice, right? That's I, I, I don't I can't see. I don't see I don't see Tennessee passing on a quarterback right now as of right now. I don't think the Malik Willis project worked. Josh yeah. Dobbs might be a starter until Hendon Hooker can get a couple, maybe a couple of games, even to a mm-hmm. year possibly. Yeah. I, I could see Hendon Hooker taking over that starting spot from, from Josh Dobbs and Malik Willis. Yeah, easily over them too. And the good thing with Tennessee is because Malik Willis was like a six, seven round draft pick, so they didn't really take a big risk, so they didn't get really that much of a bust in him. Oh man, I didn't know he went that late. Yeah, he went real late. I, I don't, I shouldn't probably say six. I should probably check that, but like we said, we don't have that much time. But I, he I was you. a late. He wasn't a first round pick, but okay. But yeah, so they didn't really take a big risk on Malik Willis. So I think third, taking third a risk round, on, yeah, third round. You're right. Yeah, so taking a risk on. Hendon Hooker it could be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. But Jamal, we got to talk about them boys. Yes, sir. I love hold it. Up, hold up. We the boys. Yes, sir. I love it. Hey, I, I know who it. you want. Gotta <laughs> you, bring you, you, get, you got a dream scenario, but I'm trying to, I hate to burst your bubble, Joe. I hate to burst it. Don't burst it. Don't you, do it. You, you and all the other Cowboys fans. Don't say it. <laughs> Y'all won't be John Robinson at a, the University of Texas. And I'm busy like this. I, I get he's a local kid, but would everybody be going so crazy with Bijan if, if he went to, you know, I don't know, Oregon? I feel like if he's if he's as good as a running back as he is, I feel like he would. Okay, okay. I but feel I, like it, I mean at this point now, you just got rid of Zeke. Cowboys in clear need of a running back. Yeah, Tony Pollard has got a fraction fibula. So yeah, got oh, pretty, pretty much pretty much a broken leg, really. That's so true. you have to hope he come back healthy with speed. Then you just lost your short down yardage back and your goal line back. Your fullback. <laughs> your fullback, yes. So, I mean, I'm hoping on a dream and dollar that Bijan is there at 26. But I'm man. with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. I, I'm proud of the crew that if, if he's there at 20, you, you go get him. You know what? Not even 20. 18. 18, 17. You go get him. Yeah. If he's below, if he below top 15, you had to make a power move to go get him. Yeah, you I don't care. I, just switch 
give somebody some cash consideration or some, a fifth round, six, whatever the case, you have to go make a power move if you Jerry Jones at this point. Yeah, because he's only he's only taking two visits through through the pre-draft process, and you know what those two teams were? What's that? Those two teams were the Eagles <laughs> and the Buccaneers. So <laughs> eighteen is the sweet. He's not getting past the Buccaneers. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that. So you're right telling now. me the Cowboys ain't even met with this man yet? They ain't met with him. He only, he typical, only met with two teams. Typical Cowboys. Typical Cowboys. Typical Cowboys. Yeah, man. I, I think they focus on other positions. I really do. So, Jamal, so okay. So, if the Cowboys don't pick Bijan and knowing they need a running back, yeah, I don't know. If Jamar Gibbs gets taken there either, but let's just say they don't even pick a running back. Mm-hmm. What position do the Cowboys really need at this moment? Really need nothing is just pressing. Maybe you need to uh shore up that left guard spot. Cause you know mm-hmm. uh, they 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 want to keep Tyler Smith, keep him developing at left tackle, so we don't have a left guard at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that that's a position of need, and I and I like uh, Darnell right out of Tennessee to slide into that spot. Da- Dalton shows leaving it; they leave a hole at, at tight end. I, I I know you mentioned we got Ferguson and Hendershot coming up, mm-hmm. re- ready to rock. But I, I still think we could get some value there, and obviously you you, you want to go with the sexy pick at receiver, so it, you can always use some more weapons. But those are the three positions I, I will go for. See, if I'm using my first round pick at 26, and I just know I got 20, I got CD Lamb at 27, not a couple years back. 17. Or 17, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Uh I honestly might go receiver. I don't I, like I said, I don't feel like you need three tight ends in the NFL anymore. It's kind of like having Pick, using your first round pick on a running back. I mean, most teams don't use the first round picks on running backs, mm-hmm. but I just don't feel like NFL teams need tight end, three tight ends anymore. Like, I think two is just even one at that point because most teams only have one that they really utilize, mm-hmm. such as your Travis Kelsey's, George Kittles, Dalton Schultz, and Dallas Goddard. Certain people like that, you only use one tight end, really. Yeah, because not, not nobody really running that two tight end set that, that the Patriots deployed exactly. way back so, when. I do think you can use two tight ends. Now, Jamal, now receiver might be my other spot because Jalen Tober, as we know, third-round pick did not work out. Yeah, he, he got one more year. He got one more year, exactly. And if you're, gonna, if, you're, if you're not going to use Kevontae Turpin in the offensive game, which I don't see why you don't, uh-huh. Jamal, I'm going to throw out a name here. <laughs> I want you to think about this now. Okay. Now he's expected to drop below top twenty. Who are we talking about? But he was a Blitnikoff Award winner at Pittsburgh. Then oh. came to USC and did his thing. How about your boy? But Jordan Addison. Yeah, hey, you know who I see in this game? Who's that? I see Amari Cooper, man. Silky Ooh. smooth route runner. Can't, can't you, you can't man him up. Like if you if he's one on one, he's gonna get open. So, hey, I like that. If he's there, yeah. why why not? Jordan, if he there, I'm just saying, if you're not going to pick a running back, please don't pick a tight Because I'm going to be more mad you picked a tight end instead of getting Jordan Addison at 27. But I'm going to tell you this. You you wouldn't be mad at Dawson Kincaid. I'm, I'm going to tell you. him I, Now, Michael Michael Mayer, stay, I, I don't want him. I stay away from him out of Notre Dame. But Dawson Kincaid, he he like Travis Kelsey. Uh, he, he's really, he's really a, a big receiver more so than a tight end, <laughs> if we've been honest. See, a lot of people are saying that they get Michael Mayer. So. No, see, I would not like that. No, we don't need another Jason Witten. Uh, 
I'm not sliding Jason Whitman off. <laughs> it, it all talk great, but we don't need no more. The league is past that 10 yard catch, eight yard catch. We you got to kiss that thing and run. That's what Dr. Yeah, Kincaid do. Exactly. But yeah, so we're gonna see what the Cowboys are doing. But Jamal, I do want to get your get your opinion on this. Because I know you're a big boxing fan. We got a couple of seconds here left. I love it. Hey, it's a big weekend, baby. But we got a big weekend, and we're going to just say who we think going to win. But you got Javante Tank Davis yep. versus Ryan Garcia. Yeah. I love For it. it all. They bet the whole purse on the, on the fight. No, I love it. Because we don't see this too often in boxing where the two top dogs fight each other. We don't see this often. Exactly. So, Jabal, real quick, who do you have winning this fight? Contrary to popular opinion. <laughs> I got King Ryan Garcia. Cause I'm gonna oh. tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Quick, quick. Cause size matters, Joe. And you're gonna mm. see. Ryan Garcia is big. That's why Tank added in the contract that Ryan Garcia can't add no more than 10 pounds after the weigh-in. Mm. But I still don't think that's gonna affect King Ryan. He 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 gonna he gonna humble Tank, man. He is. Well, like I said, we are running out of time here. I'm gonna take Tank Davis. So I'm gonna be opposite of Jamal, but make sure to come in next week to the Ace and Trade Club on the BGC Sports Network, and we'll be back. Yes, sir.